Welcome to Charmaine Wilson, the Australian Comedian Podcast. Good morning and welcome to my podcast. Yes, I have been AWOL this week. Um, a few weeks ago I was a bit sick so I had to do a lot of catch-up readings because that's what happens when you get sick. You still have to do the readings but you just have to put them aside for a few more days. So I do apologise for having only one podcast this week. I said I was going to be doing two. Um, now today is Sunday Soul Sessions and I got a request for Sunday Soul Sessions and it was all um, about meditation and different types of meditation. And I am more than happy to go through the types of meditation that I have tried and found to be pretty effective, okay? Now, the reason that meditation is important in your soul journey is simply because meditation teaches you to push out the outside noise, okay? Because sometimes, you know, in life, we're so bombarded with everybody else's thoughts, feelings, um, you know, the kids want stuff, the hubbies want stuff, animals need attention. Sometimes it's good just to be one with yourself and the universe. And that is the whole idea of meditation. There are, of course, many, many different types of meditations. Now, I'm going to start with one that I find the very, very easiest to do. And if you are someone who says, I don't know how to meditate, this one could be for you. It's called a walking meditation, okay? So if you can go anywhere where you can walk, say, five to ten minutes one way and five to ten minutes back the other way, but when you are doing this meditation, the idea is to not to get too distracted about everything outside of yourself, okay? Just to type of pay attention to what's going on with your body, for instance. So focus on, say, your lungs is a good thing. Focus on the breath and just focus on that. And every time you find yourself getting distracted, Remember to go back and focus on the lungs. If not the lungs, if you find it easier to focus on your own, the sound of your own footstep, okay? That's another way to focus. Or be very aware of how your body feels as it walks. Basically, this is just a focus on yourself meditation. And every time you get distracted, pull yourself back to whatever it is you've decided is going to keep beat. So you could possibly start with keeping track of your footsteps or um, and then you could lead on to um, type, type of really getting into the sensation of how your calf feels when it hits the ground, how your quads feel, how your body feels. And but yeah, that would be a little bit more advanced, but really focusing on you and your body. That is a very... In my opinion, one of the easiest ones to do. Um, always have a focus point, say your footsteps or your breathing, okay, to go back to if you lose track or, you know, or you get distracted by something or your dog starts doing something stupid. Always have something to go back to, okay. But that is one of the best ways to start if you are really bad at meditating. The second best way to start is a five-minute only, five tiny minutes of your day. And I would call this one apana. Now I'm going to keep I'm going to keep progressing these meditations, okay? We're going to get harder and harder. 
Uh, now, apana is basically focusing on the breath going in through the nostrils and out through the nostrils. Okay, I have a funny story later on about that. But that's all it is. And so basically sit in your favourite chair, close your eyes if you wish. Do this in the morning, okay? Do this in the morning before everybody's up and about. You've got your phone in your hand or you're about to have breakfast and you've got your first cup of coffee going down. You only need five minutes. And all of these things are just to get in touch with you and to start training you to live in the present moment. If you start to do either of these things daily or both of these things ideally daily, you are going to notice a little bit of a difference in your, ch- in your attitude to life um, and how much you fall back into the past and how much you get anxious about the future. What we're trying to do is train your body to stay in the present time because in actual fact, that is the only time there is right now, okay? Now, I'm just going to stop there very quickly and say, if you can get yourself a copy of The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, that will help you immensely. Um, if you find that a little bit hard, because it, it, it's a very intense book. There's also called, the, I think it's called the, um, the Handbook to The Power of Now. And I'm sorry if that's incorrect, but um, if it is, I will correct that next podcast, okay? I have to go and have a look, but I don't want to stop. Okay. So basically what we're trying to do is get you into the power of now because the power of now really helps alleviate depression and anxiety. Uh, It it really does. So we've got the walking meditation, I feel is the easiest. Some of you may disagree. And just the watching the breath meditation, just for five minutes, time it if you must. But just like just sit in your chair um, outside, wherever you want to be, and watch the breath, so you breathe out through the nostrils and in through the nostrils. And in your mind's eye, pretend that those nostrils have a colour, whatever colour you desire, and just keep watching that. And should your mind go off to, oh, my God, I want a cup of coffee, bring it back to that colour or those nostrils or that or that breath. Only for five minutes to start, okay? Just start doing that. Now, of course, there are guided meditations. Now, some people find these very easy and probably probably the easiest. Some people find them hard. Um, so, But there's many, many guided meditations out there on YouTube, everywhere. Um, any, uh, it, basically, what you want to do in a guided meditation, in most guided meditations, they will work through the chakra system. They will start at the base chakra. They will go up into the sacral chakra into the uh, solar plexus chakra, to the heart chakra, to the throat chakra, to the third eye chakra, and finally to the crown chakra. And generally, a a lot of guided meditations will take you through the chakra system. So learning the chakra system is possibly a very, very good thing to do, okay? Think about that. Think about learning the chakra system. Easy to um, look at, just Google all of that stuff, okay? Um, but guided meditations are really good um, and some of them are just so relaxing. So I highly recommend any of these guided meditations to check you out of the world for a little while if need be, all right? Um, now, but the, th- the, the trick of these meditations is to teach you to bring yourself back to the moment of time, you know, where in, 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 in a situation of deep stress or anxiety or something bad's happening and 
the more you can learn to control your um, your thoughts by meditation, the more you can learn to control your anxiety and depression, and the more you will find that you will handle, um, you know, really crappy situations that just come upon us because we're not even doing anything wrong. They just happen, all right? So walk in, up, um, breathing meditation, or apana is what I call that one, um, and also um, the guided meditations. Now, there are like as many, there are so many other places that you can go to learn meditation. Um, there's a lot of Buddhist um, uh, places around cities majorly. They're easy to look up and Google. Most of them, a lot of them will have meditation classes or courses that you can join. I highly and cannot recommend doing that enough. If you are in an area where there is a Buddhist temple and they are offering to teach you meditation, you go and do that. You do that. The, um, now, the Buddhist philosophy, I don't call it a religion, but the Buddhist philosophy is one of the the most logical, down-to-earth and grounded philosophies I've ever come across. And even though I, I you know, I've, I'm not a vegetarian or anything like that, so I, I'm not a true, true, true Buddhist, uh, as the word should be spoken, but I totally, totally resonate with their philosophy. And meditation and getting to know one's own soul is a part of their philosophy. And so, you know, I type of, um, you know, I, I've been a big, big avid follower of all types of, um, um, you know, Buddhism type of um, philosophies. That, that They are really good. Babbling. Okay, so I, I want to talk to you a little bit about some of the experiences I had. And one of them, now, now I've had a lot of experiences with um, different meditations and that. I've had guided meditations. I've done meditations in a spiritualist church where someone tried to tell me what I was seeing. They, they, they can't tell you what you're seeing, all right? <laughs> no one can see what's in your meditation, okay? So don't ever – I was so surprised that somebody said that. But anyway, so – but the one thing that I did do for myself that I have never, ever regretted, and I am really, really glad that I did, it was intense, it was hard, but it came at a time that I really needed it, and that was called Vipassana. Now, Vipassana was a 10-day silent – meditation retreat and you heard the word correctly silent okay which means you couldn't talk to anybody really and that was the truth that's what you had to do for 10 days now that was run by um um, just hold on for a second now there are passionate meditation centers all over australia i just i've just pulled it up on my um, phone so that I could give you the correct information, not any dodgy information. Okay, and now it's run by S.N. Goenka. He is the major teacher who started this Vipassana Meditation. Now, you can go to Vipassana Meditations. As I said, they're all over Australia, probably all uh, – they are all over the world. Uh, but being Australian, of course, I'm just looking at the Australian ones there. Now, um, when you go to these centres, um, basically you have your accommodation and food supplied – all they usually ask, well, all I know that they ask is a donation or whatever you can afford. It is vegetarian food. There is no meat. The men and women are separated from each other, so you don't have those distractions. Um, and you are placed in a uh, like a, a very small um, bunkhouse 
with three beds in there and a toilet pretty much and pretty much that I know that there's not even a toilet in there it's just a little um it's just like a little dormitory with three with three um beds in it um now also what happens is that um you, you can't talk to anybody you can't talk to the kitchen you can't talk to um your roommates you are not to speak to anyone now when you get in there they also ask you to give you they also want your keys and they want your telephone because they don't want you to have any distractions. They don't want you to have any pens, no paper, no um, nothing, no books, nothing to read. Just you and your mind. That's all they want at that retreat from you, okay? Now, I know that sounds intense and horrible, but I would love to carry on and tell you the rest because it was one of the best experiences of my life, right? I must admit, when they asked me for my keys in my phone, I was a little bit, oh, my God, is this type of like a culty thing? What the hell? I was a bit worried. Um, but anyway, so I, I relaxed. I said, I can go with it. I can go with it. I'm going to always run away if I have to. <laughs> anyway, so we are doing this. Um, so we go in there and the first day you're allowed to talk to everyone until 8 o'clock that night. And then the silence starts and it truly is. It's the weirdest thing. Everyone's necka, 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 necka. And then silence. Absolutely nothing. Not a word is spoken after that time until the 10th day. And and, and it's incredibly quiet. There is no noise except for birds, um, the kitchen staff working, but they do not talk. They only, you only hear the clink of plates or, or whatever's going on down there. Now, so when you start, when you've, you could all think, are you mad? But no, I'm not mad. This was the best thing I ever did in my life. Anyhow, so um, so you start the meditation, the first meditation off at eight o'clock that night, and the, the the meditation starts again the next morning at four a.m. Yes, you heard it. You can join or you cannot join because what they do is you meditate for one hour. Everybody has a small break to get up and walk and move your body a little bit, and then you go back for another hour. Um, and then you get up again and then you meditate for another hour. Um, then you have breakfast. So, you know, and it's basically meditate, 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 meditate. Basically pretty much 16 hours a day if you can hack it. I only did that once, by the way, folks. One day I did the 16 hours. Very, very intense. But anyway, I had to see if I could do it. So when you start the meditation, you, the only the only noise that you hear is um, is the is, um, SN Go, the, the teacher, um, Gonika. Now, what he's on the TV and he's telling you how to meditate. And he said, you've got to breathe in through the nose drills and out through the nose drills. Yes, you heard. I thought he said nose drills. So anyway, I'm sitting there in my cross-legged position on my one pillow. And I'm sitting there ready to meditate. And I'm looking for my nose drills. I think, what the hell's a nose drill? Could not work it out. So I'm just sitting there breathing and getting really uncomfortable in that first hour because, you know, my body started aching immediately sitting on the floor. Anyway, so I got through the first hour, then we did another hour. So I still don't know what nose drills are. Anyway, so day two comes and this is disgustingly much, a lot of pain. I was in so much pain. And by, by day two, I've probably got about four cushions. I'm trying to get more and more comfortable. Um, still do not know where the nose drills are, but just breathing and hoping I'm doing the right thing. Day three comes along. By this time, the pain in my body is ridiculous. I now have about 10 cushions that I have arranged around myself to see if I can't somehow rest myself without the teachers who sit up the front meditating beautifully. 
um, that I am trying to, you know, like, you know, lay down. <laughs> anyway, so day four, I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm so dying. I still don't know where the nose drills are. Um, I, I really want to go home. I'm thinking that this is a shitty idea. I don't want to be here anymore. This is crap. By this stage, I'm so bored that in my hour breaks, well, in my breaks that I have, I've opted by this time not to meditate for the next hour um, or the hour after that. I'm down in the cleaning room reading the ingredients on the clean cleaners because I'm bored. My brain is um, just going insane. So the next thing that um, happens, hold on for a second. Sometimes this little machine does weird things. Anyway, so that is day four. And I've got to say on day four, my back, my, my legs, my shoulders, my neck, my head, my feet, everything hurt. I was really in a lot of pain. So now you were allowed to talk to the teachers um, between the hours, I think it was like of seven and eight, but you had to line up and wait to talk to them and you were allowed to talk to them about any concerns you had. So I went in there and I talked to the teacher. I said, listen, I just need to go up to the Nambour Hospital and I need to get some morphine because my body is in absolute disgusting pain. And they said, be still, my child. Tomorrow is Vipassana because we've been doing Apana, the nose drill thing. Turns out the nose drills are nostrils. Mm -hmm. Nostrils. Anyhow, I asked them that too, which was really embarrassing. But anyway... So they say, it's okay, child, tomorrow is Vipassana. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't think you understand how much pain I'm in. And she says, tomorrow is Vipassana. Go to bed and rest and tomorrow is Vipassana. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, next morning gets up, I'm still in pain. And we started Vipassana. And this was the most amazing thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life. I had so much pain in my body I could barely move. I was really in a lot of pain. But what the passioner does is it teaches you to observe the pain without jumping into the pain. Now, I know that's a weird little thing, but this is about being in the moment as well because it's, it's like when you um, do something, when you hurt your leg, you keep on thinking about how sore it is and you keep on thinking, oh, God, my leg's sore, my leg's sore. But you, you might notice that if you get distracted and start maybe playing a game or something or doing something else, your leg's not so sore anymore because your mind is not on your leg. This is the whole idea about Vipassana. You start at the top of your head and by this time they have got you in a lot of pain because most of us are not used to sitting for four days on the ground, right? So they start at the top of your head and so you start there and I went like a lighthouse down around my body. And I observed my body. So basically by the time I got to my top of my head, I said, yes, yes, there's an itch right there. And they had told us, do not itch the itch. Do not scratch the itch. So I said, okay, there's an itch there. But I ignored it. I went down. My ears by this point were hurting for some weird reason. And I said, oh, my gosh, my ears hurt so much. My ears hurt so much. Um, the itch is still there, by the way. Uh, my knees hurt so much and that itch is there. And I get down to my neck and I, oh my God, my neck is killing me. My neck is in, oh, it's in so much pain. It's level 7 million. And um, guess what? Itch, ears, no pain, no nothing. Get down from the neck and I've acknowledged that the pain was there. 
and I've moved on. I've moved on from that pain. I'm now down to my shoulders. Oh, my God, that's a seven billion and a half pain. And by the time I get down to my um, shoulder blades, the pain in my neck is gone and the pain in my shoulders are starting to ease. By the time I finished that first Vipassana, I had zero pain in my body because I stopped focusing on it. And that was the most important. From that time on, the following day, I think that day was the day I ended up doing the 16-hour sit, basically. Um, um, and then and then I, I, I think I wasn't that enthusiastic the next day. I went back and read some more stuff in the bathroom. But what it taught me was not to focus on the pain of anything for too long. Because the more you look at the pain, the more you look at how sad you are, how bad you feel, um, how, much how much your body hurts, the more you look at that, the more you keep examining that, then the worse the type it gets. The idea is to acknowledge it and to move on. But I have to say, though, that the passion was one of the best experiences I've ever had. Um, I truly, and now, you know, you guys were sitting there saying, that sounds like crap, but it was not crap. I stayed the 10 days, of course. I had no more pain in my body. Um, I have kept that technique since that time and I have found it works really, really well for me is just to, you know, stop focusing on the pain. Life is a series of ups and downs and if you keep on focusing on the downs, then you're never going to get away from the downs, are you? Everything that rises falls away. Everything that falls away rises. But if you keep on looking at all the stuff that fell away, you're never going to get the rise. This is the idea of the passionate. If you just keep on looking at all your pain, then that's all you are going to have is pain. So the idea is to focus only when the pain happens and to not revisit the pain time and time again. Now, they did talk about grief in um, this particular um, uh, – they, they always did. I think it's a, it's a recording that you watch. It's like a uh, DVD that they chuck into the TV. And he said to um, this woman apparently, this woman, this um, – go, go, I can't say his name. I, I'm so sorry for mispronouncing. I don't mean to. Goenka, S.N. Goenka. Um, I don't know what his first and second name are, but they, that's what they pronounce him as. Um, so what he said, he said that he was in a village and um, one woman had um, said to him, well, you know, I have lost my son and, and I'm, I, I can't live without him. And he said, but you can live without him. And she says, no, but I can't live without him. He says, but you can live without him. You will live without him. And she said, but nobody knows such pain as me. Nobody knows how much I hurt. Nobody knows the pain. So he said to her, I want you to go to everyone in the village and find someone who hasn't had grief. And she could find nobody because everybody has experienced this pain and we have all lived on. But how long you are in that pain depends on how long you are going to focus on it. And that was what, the, what I got out of it on every aspect. Not just grief but personal body pain. Um, you know, a marriage pain. You know, if you keep on focusing on every single bad thing that happens in your relationship... It's just going to annoy you and you're just going to get cranky and you're just going to keep on arguing, you know. So this is this is the whole idea. But anyway, that is a meditation retreat that I went on for 10 days. Would I do it again for 10 days? Not at this point in my life because I was happy enough with what I did. 
Uh, because I have done the 10-day um, vipassional, I could go into a three-day one if I wanted to now. But I highly recommend that for anybody, except if you are in deep grief, I would hold off doing that for a couple of years or a year at least. Um, so just look up the passionate. I'm going to spell it for you now. V I P. No, excuse me. Start again. V I P A S A N A. Again, V I P A S A N A. Now just Google that, and wherever, whatever country you live in, whatever state you live in in Australia. You will find if a patient is somewhere near you. And as I said, it doesn't cost a lot of money. It's how much you can afford. For reference sake, I was there for um, the 10 days. I paid $200 um, at those days. It was a long time ago. I was pretty broke. I saw that some people pay $20. So that's just for reference. But anyway, I hope that um, Sunday Soul Sessions enlightened you a little bit about meditation. I'm happy to take more of your questions. Um, this has been in response to an email, so I will I will message her back and I well and well, she's probably going to hear it anyway. Anyway, hold on for a second. Unfortunately, I can't find her name, but I will find it later. Anyway, so I'm going to leave you guys with that. Um, I will be back in a couple of days with another podcast. Please do keep sending in your um, questions. I do have a lot of fodder now. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Okay, bye for now. She talks to angles. Oops, angels. <laughs> You'll come back now. <laughs>